Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello, just Catherine here with you today to take on this huge topic of transforming your triggers when dating episode 160. This one is incredibly important to me because I really think of my work as healing work, healing your heart, healing your past pain, healing your triggers and your trauma that keep you from thriving in your life and in your relationships. I work with women who have never known healthy relationships before because their past has been holding them back. And through this work, you become emotionally available, emotionally mature, empowered around your boundaries and self-worth. And there is nothing more important to me than that. Women having the healthy relationships that actually become healing and transformative rather than what so many people only know, which is dysfunctional and full of drama and most of all, really destructive to our sense of self. And I think that there's a lot of information available to us now on Instagram, on Facebook, on Google, at our fingertips. And, you know, people are becoming more and more self-aware and we're thrilled about that. But being able to be vulnerable to your triggers, being able to be compassionate when your trauma comes up is really the core of the work. And I think the dating space is full of drama and dysfunction, mostly because people are being super reactive and not taking responsibility for themselves. And then of course, just really not doing dating well, because no one ever taught us how to. So welcome to my world uh, for this episode. And I hope you find it extraordinarily helpful because nothing has transformed my life more than this, being able to get present. So you might want your notebooks uh, for this one, because here we go. Here we go. This isn't about becoming Buddha. This isn't about never being upset about things or never having a trigger. This is about understanding that you will be triggered. Most, of, most likely you are often triggered if you haven't done any healing work and there is a way of getting around it. You know, I was thinking the other day about the very classic statement that's been thrown around the internet lately that goes like this. If you don't deal with your inner work, if you don't deal with your trauma, your relationships will. Here's the thing. The premise of that statement is that all relationships are going to, or that there is a magical relationship in which you won't ever be triggered. That's not true. Right. That that statement can almost feel shaming because it's like, wow, if I'm triggered in my relationship, then maybe I'm in the wrong one, which isn't actually the case at all. Right. We're going to talk about this, how to know 
if you're triggered all the time, if you can't rest, if you can't land, if there isn't safety and play and peace in your relationship and you're triggered all the time, that is unhealthy. Healthy is there's a place for me to actually share my triggers and work through my triggers and work through my trauma because the environment is safe enough in order for me to do so. All relationships are going to be triggering. They're designed that way. And you absolutely know the difference between I'm triggered all the time and I can never relax with this person or I'm relaxed and that might be activating, but this becomes a safe place for me to actually face myself because all relationships are doing is stirring the pot for us to go deeper into ourselves, understand ourselves and know ourselves. And that's what dating is doing too. I know it, it seems, you know, when we're in the codependent victim mindset, we tell ourselves that I just need the outside world to change in order for me to be okay. I work with women who are unwilling to keep saying that and instead want to say my inner world will change first. And then my external reality will reflect what I've got going on inside. It's an inside job. I don't know how many more times we have to say that. So here's the thing. Presence is the intention and is the goal in the present moment there is no pain right in this moment you're listening to this podcast it's just you and i maybe you're out for a walk maybe you're driving right in this moment it's just you and i right there's just what is again it's not about being buddha but the work of healing says we can be here in this moment, feeling whatever we're feeling, whatever is arising, but pain is always in the future or in the past. And of course, if you're triggered, it's your past coming up. So that's what the first most potent self-awareness that you can carry. If I am triggered, I'm not present. If I am triggered, I am now having an emotional reaction to something that feels like, sounds like, tastes like, looks like something from my past. This is game changing because most people are just like hot freaking potatoes moving through the world in their relationships, reacting to absolutely everything, being swept by their emotions all the time, convincing themselves of other people would just behave differently than I would be at peace rather than, wow, what is happening inside of me that I am unable to be present. I'm unable to maintain my sense of self. I'm unable to stay connected to my emotions. And that's my work rather than looking to someone else outside of you to do it. I was triggered all the time with my ex. That was like one of the 10 million signs that this person was not aligned with me. I could never relax. I could never get what I needed. I could never have productive conversations with him. I could never be at peace. There would maybe be one moment of peace. And that would be when we were doing something that had nothing to do with our relationship, right? Going to yoga together or meditating together or attending a personal development seminar, right? When we weren't focusing on our relationship, there was peace, but in the relationship, there was none, right? Maybe you're out there having that experience too. When you're doing anything except dealing with the relationship with this person, then it's good. But when we're dealing with the relationship and there's no peace, that's not a healthy relationship. The relationship part is supposed to be your safe place to land. So when you're triggered, you're in the past. Let's talk about common triggers, 
being abandoned, being rejected, being ignored, being criticized, being judged, or not getting what you want. Your emotional maturity is reflected in what happens when you don't get what you want, right? Do you throw a tantrum like a little kid, right? Check out my episode on dealing with dating disappointment. I talk a lot about that and the unrealistic expectations we have on ourselves and other people and on dating. And then we're just in a constant reactive place. If you are constantly taking things personally, that is a sign of needed inner work. That's about boundaries. That's how you stop taking things personally. You develop a healthy sense of self. All healing is about developing a healthy sense of self. So let's walk through a trigger. The first step when you recognize that you are triggered is triggered is not a feeling, by the way. You notice you're triggered, meaning there is probably physical sensation happening. Palms get sweaty, heart starts racing. Um, breath becomes short. Maybe you get pain in your stomach. Maybe you start to get a headache, right? That, that's how trauma lives in the body. It's in the body. This is why somatic work is so important for healing. And that's what I do. That's what all of my programs offer, how to actually become in tune with what's happening inside of you. So you first notice that sensation. And usually there's a bunch of thoughts happening around it. And then you make decisions and react from that place right? From this reactive sensation in your body rather than what's actually happening in the moment. So noticing you're triggered is a huge step in, in healing, right? That's, that's huge at, in, at the level of self-awareness. So can you slow down enough to say, wow, I am super swept by something right now, right? Kate would say activated, right? I'm, I'm super triggered. Now let me pause. What am I feeling? What am I feeling? And of course, if you have trauma, if you haven't done a lot of inner work, if you're at the beginning of your personal development and healing journey, this part might also be hard. And this is where one-on-one -on -one work becomes supportive. Can I even be with what I'm actually feeling? Usually it's, I feel scared. I feel rejected, or I feel abandoned, or I feel out of control, or I feel unsafe. And then it's pausing long enough to say, what does this remind me of? Or how old do I feel right now? Chances are 100% of the time, you're going to say, I feel much younger than the age that I am right now. If it's hysterical, it's historical. If you are super reactive around dating, it's just dating. These are total freaking strangers that you are giving all of your power away to by constantly being reactive to your past trauma. All of my clients have a completely different relationship with dating, not because the dating culture changes. Dating culture doesn't change. They change. And then the way they relate to dating changes. So this is where compassion comes in on that third step, right? I notice I'm triggered. I name what I'm feeling. Then I name how old I feel and recognize that it's familiar. And I tend to that younger part of me. Then I say things like, oh, it makes sense that I feel this way. It makes sense that this is hard for me. It makes sense that I'm triggered right now. An abandonment did happen at that time or a rejection did happen at that time. 
And then the fourth step is getting present and reminding yourself that you are a powerful, capable, emotionally mature adult that can handle whatever is happening. And maybe you're disappointed that something didn't go your way. Maybe you're upset that a man didn't reply or you just got ghosted or something didn't go according to plan. And can you feel, right, the depth of this is around how am I being with myself? Self-love is not just this about being happy all the time or doing things for yourself all the time. Self-love is about how am I with myself when difficult feelings arise, when things don't go according to plan, when I don't get what I want. That's self-love, right? When I make a mistake, you're not supposed to never be triggered. But when you do the healing work, then you can have a life that is peaceful. Then you can be happy, right? Secure, securely attached relationships have playfulness and safety in them, right? You can laugh at yourselves. You can laugh when, oh my gosh, I feel like a five-year-old right now. Or, oh my God, I feel like a 15-year-old right now. You laugh or, wow, you know, what just happened really reminded me of something from XYZ with my mom, And it's just taking me a second to come back into the present moment with you or next time what I need is right. Then you can actually make a request for how things can feel better for you. Hey, I never actually got validation or a hug from my parent to be feel really good. If you could offer that to me right now, this is the core work, right? It doesn't get any more, you know, powerful than this. And what I watch with dating and the reactivity is you give your power away to total strangers that dictate how you feel about yourself, that how you feel on a given day, right? So if someone writes to you, you're in a good mood. If someone doesn't write to you, you're in a bad mood. That's a problem. If you're getting lots of messages on a dating app, you're in a good mood. If you're not getting lots of messages, you're in a bad mood. That's a problem. The dating app now is controlling your future. This is codependency. When how I feel about me is dictated by how you feel about me. That's a prison. That's a prison. Prison is also, I need you to behave a certain way in order for me to be okay. This was me. I 100% lived from this place. It was so, 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 so difficult. And this is why healing is so important, right? Notice, wow, am I reactive around dating? Do I get all fired up based on what a man writes to me or not? Do I have an agenda, right? Because reactivity also is about unrealistic expectations and unsaid expectations. Maybe you have an expectation on how things should go. Rather than if you listen to my dealing with dating disappointment episode, you'll see that 90, 95% of people are not going to be a match. 90% of people aren't going to follow through, right? Dating apps, it's a wild you know, zoo out there. And if you're on a dating app, there are people like you, people who want a relationship, people who are doing their work, people who want to experience the gifts of available love and peaceful love and safe love. But that can't happen from someone who's triggered all the time. If you are triggered all the time, that is not a safe relationship. If you are triggered all the time, if if any time you sign on to a dating app, your emotions are all out of sorts, that's a sign that there's inner work to do. Just like if you are afraid of opening your heart again because you've been hurt in the past, you're giving your ex all this power to dictate your future, right? No one wants to be hurt. No one likes being rejected, But emotionally mature and emotionally available people go on the dating app recognizing that that might happen. And what might happen is they meet the love of their life. 
right? And what, what might happen is they meet a new friend and what might happen is become totally surprised by the kind of joy and affection and attention they can receive from someone who wants to give it freely rather than someone they feel like they have to manipulate or control in order to get their needs met. When you transform your trigger, what you're realizing is you hold an attitude of this is up for me because it needs healing. That's how it changes. Instead of feeling victimized by the things that come up for you, you say, wow, this needs healing. I am having this experience right now in motherhood. <laughs> Nothing to do with dating, but let me tell you, there are things coming up for me that I have the voice. It's like, whoa, I thought you healed this. I thought you worked through this, but okay, I guess it's here again. And then compassion sounds like, wow, I guess it's here again. I guess it's here again. So the work of getting grounded, of being connected to yourself. Again, it's not a thought. It's not these ideas that you hold in your head. It's about your body, right? Do I know what it's like to be relaxed in my body? Do I know how to connect with my body? Do I know how to feel my breath down in my belly? How to have stability in my body, in my senses, Right. If we are running, 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 busy all the time, right? We're that we have more anxious people than I've ever met in my life right now at 11 years into coaching. 11 years ago, I was not talking to people that had the level of anxiety that I see now. We are stressed, right? We need to do the work of being in our bodies first so that we have access to the work that we need to do around our triggers and our healing. Getting present is the gift of healing in which I don't have to react. And I don't have to tell myself stories about what other people are thinking or feeling about me because I'm connected to myself and where my allegiance and loyalty is, is to myself and being around people that feel safe, being around people that help me let go of all of the past trauma that I'm carrying or help me let go of my patterns of behavior that have been dysfunctional so that I can become the kind of person I want to be in love. And in a healthy relationship, you will be triggered, but you have done the work to say, wow, okay, this is up for me to take a look at and love. No one heals through shame and criticism. No one heals through judging themselves. So if you have a thought, and this is what I'm actually watching around motherhood, right? The unrealistic expectations, the fantasy of the perfect mother, the thinking I'm never going to make a mistake rather than loving ourselves, whether you're a mother or you're dating right now is wow, can I be with whatever comes up for me, right? Can I take a look at just how triggering dating might be for me or just how intense my feelings might be around rejection and recognize that that's about me learning how to tend to myself with love and compassion and grace. That is the work. Pausing long enough to say, what is really happening right now? Oh, this is a total stranger. Oh, but it's reminding me of the rejection from my parents. Or, wow, I feel really out of control right now. I might need to slow down and set some boundaries around my work or set some boundaries around how I approach dating. It's big, big work to become emotionally mature adults. And what I'm watching with the drama of dating is it's only hard because very few people are. <laughs> But the good news is, I mean, I think I was reading the other day that it's like a billion dollar, billions of dollar industry, the coaching industry. 
So that tells us that people are hungry for learning, hungry for growth, hungry for more, hungry to want to learn how to thrive in their lives and not follow the old scripts of who they think they're supposed to be or follow the old scripts about what society tells them is right or how they should behave, right? If you're triggered by being alone or triggered by being single, that's something to take a look at, right? Again, that's about your self-worth being dictated by something that's happening outside of you rather than inside. And then mastery of oneself is being able to say, wow, I know where my areas of sensitivity are, right? Like maybe criticism is an area of sensitivity or feeling judged is a sense of area of sensitivity, not being liked. I see that as a big, 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 big one for so many women, rather and and being you know being rejected right so not being liked or being rejected so we look at that and can say wow okay so i know that this is an area of sensitivity for me how can i be loving toward myself around that how can i tend to the little girl inside whose survival was based on being liked but that's no longer the case you are going to be okay if the total stranger doesn't write back to you on a dating app. You're going to be okay if you go on a couple of dates with someone and they say, wow, you know, I don't think we're a match. You're going to be okay if you say that to someone. I promise you that healing and transforming our triggers gives us our truth, right? That's why it's so important. This is the new truth. If you want to learn how to live from your truth, you have to learn how to find yourself through all the mud right? In the murky water of your limiting beliefs or your old traumatic, you know, trauma-based thoughts about yourself, like I'm not enough, or I'm not worthy, or I can't find love, or I can't have what I need. Reactivity or being triggered all the time is really about trauma. And it's about feeling victimized by life. Maybe you were a victim, right? Your trauma is so valid, right? The things that happened when you were little children are victims. And we can be victims as an adult of narcissistic abuse, of gaslighting, right? Of being, you know, ghosted or treated poorly, but that no longer has to impact how you feel about yourself. It no longer has to stop you from doing the things that you want to do. It no longer has to stop you from opening your heart and love. You can become the kind of person who has her own back, who can take a stand for the things that matter to her and take a stand for her worth and well-being. Healing codependency starts with taking responsibility for your well-being. It starts with saying, wow, I noticed that as I'm dating this person and getting to know this person, I feel like a child. I feel caught up in my old stuff. Probably not a good person for me. Rather than, wow, I'm dating this person and it feels safe and it's very different from me. And I notice my mind is trying to walk me out of it or tell me not to go for it. And I notice that that is actually not grounded in reality. What's real is I'm safe here. I'm free to be myself here. And that's scary for me, right? You've heard me say so many times that I think we miss the vulnerability of real love. I think it's not talked about enough that it is vulnerable to be in a healthy relationship. There's nothing vulnerable about a dysfunctional relationship. You get to just stay in your drama and patterns. And usually if you're hyper-focused on the other person, then you're totally ignoring yourself and not paying attention to anything that's happening for you. And that's why it doesn't feel vulnerable because you don't have to meet yourself in any way in a dysfunctional relationship. In a healthy one, you do, right? In a healthy one, you have to deal with yourself because Things are going to come up. And especially around dating, it's going to come up. 
whether or not you are rooted in your self-worth, whether or not you love yourself enough to set boundaries or have self-respect, whether or not you are caught up in being rejected, adults can't be abandoned, babes. They can't. Children can, but adults can't because adults can take care of themselves. You can go get your own food today. <laughs> you can find shelter for yourself today. Children can't. So an abandonment wound is healed through compassion and tenderness, and it runs so deep for so many people. Just like if you had a critical parent, any semblance of feeling criticized or not being liked is going to challenge your safety, and that's going to be really, really hard. And we already know that the world is not set up for women to feel good about themselves, right? Self-esteem is I am neither better than or less than anyone else. So when you're dating, if you're putting a bunch of people on a pedestal or you're looking for someone to make you feel good about yourself, dating is going to feel really, really hard. If you are constantly taking things personally because you don't have a strong sense of self, relationships are going to feel really, really hard. And if you're in a relationship where you're, you're constantly fighting or you're always in conflict or you're always activated and you never feel like you can relax because they're never validating your feelings going to be really hard. That's a dysfunctional relationship. Self-love starts with self-validation. This makes sense that I'm feeling this way. That's where all of my clients begin. This makes sense that I'm feeling this way. This makes sense that this is hard for me. This makes sense that XYZ is a struggle. Then what do I need to transform this? How do I become the woman I want to be and no longer behave like the rebellious teenager or the wounded inner child? All of our patterns make sense. All of our patterns have a purpose, but they're not working for you now, I bet, right? That's why you're listening to this podcast. That's why you're doing this work. My homecoming self-guided program, five weeks, the first module is about belonging. Because the whole first module is about creating safety for yourself. I teach you about your nervous system. I teach you about what's happening when you're triggered. I teach you how to come home to your heart, how to come home to your truth, how to come home to peace and groundedness, no matter what is happening outside of you. So that the peace and groundedness you have found within becomes reflective of who you surround yourself with outside of your life. Very rarely are you going to find someone who's available when you're not, right? You're going to attract someone with the same intimacy tolerance as you. You're going to attract someone with the same intimacy tolerance as you. You're going to attract someone who has met themselves as deeply only as you have. And that's why it's so important to do this. You can only create outside that which you've created inside. You want someone to be validating? Validate yourself. You want someone to respect you? Respect yourself. You want someone to love you? Love yourself. You want someone to be kind around your, your mistakes? Start being that way for your, towards yourself. Stop trying to be perfect. I hope this is totally like permission giving of the recognition that everyone gets triggered. Everyone gets activated by things. No one likes to be rejected. And most people have trauma. So there is no fairy tale relationship in which you're never triggered. There's no shaming yourself into doing inner work, which I think that statement, like I said earlier, does, right? If you don't do your inner work, you know, your relationships are going to do it for you. If you don't face your trauma, your relationships will. Yeah, your relationships are going to face your trauma, whether you do your work or not. <laughs> but what's going to be different is your relationships will either reenact your trauma 
and then you're going to be triggered all the time. Or your relationships will help you advocate for yourself and advocate for your self-worth and become the healer you need to be for your heart. Homecoming is where to start. It is available at any time. You can start at any time. I highly recommend that life-changing program for helping you ground into your heart, ground into your body and decide what is real and true for you so that you can have the kinds of friendships and romantic relationships that feel good to you. And if you are ready for the deeper dive right now, I am offering six week and three month programs. Usually they've been six months, but I'm still finding my way coming out of maternity leave and life with a six month old. But I am very, 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 very excited and have been loving these six week potent containers with people who are just ready for essentially a tune up around love. Maybe you've done personal development work before. You're well-versed enough around your triggers, or maybe you've done homecoming and now you're like, okay, look, I want some one-on-one coaching to just tune up and tweak what's going on for me around dating or in my relationship. You can apply to work with me in my bio. If you're finding me on Instagram or the link is on my website and below in the podcast notes. I'm so, so, so grateful to offer this. I'm so grateful to be on this podcast and holding space for all of you and and really putting a stake in the ground that we can heal, we can thrive. We do not have to be run by our past or our limiting beliefs anymore. We don't have to have the life that life has scripted for us, right? We can write our own story. We can be the author of our love life. You are the author of your love life and you can begin writing a new story now. So if you found this podcast helpful, let me know. I would really love to hear it. If you have more questions about dating or triggers, certainly reach out. As you know, we love hearing from you because then we love being inspired to make new episodes around the topics that you're interested in. I will talk to you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.